Have you heard about the benefits of CBD? We caught up with Trinity, CEO of Catch Some Relief. Here's what he has to say. Catch Some Relief was founded on the principles of health and wellness for the fishing community. CBD is tremendous for inflammation reduction and anxiety reduction. Our promising is that you will catch some relief. Be like the pros and catch some relief today. Go to catchsomerelief.com and use Blonde15 for 15% off your order at checkout. That's B-L-O-N-D-E-1-5 for 15% off your order at checkout at catchsomerelief.com. And just a quick reminder, friends, the Galentine's Palentine's Valentine's giveaway running on our social media pages, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes on Instagram and Facebook, will end at the end of the month, February 28th. I will be picking a winner for the Jenna Cater Saga Tuck wristlet. However, don't be sad. The 10% off code BGBS is still good until March 14th, 2021 on JennaCater.com. <laughs> Hey, this is Shane, and sorry I missed your call. Give me a little bit. Yeah, right, exactly. Hello. Yeah, I forgot about that there. I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would. Found out how much I really enjoy parties. Nuh-uh. Is that for real? Let's pretend like that didn't happen. What do I know? In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. For all my fishing friends out there, Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on the road with a full-time touring pro? Well, you're in luck. Today, we are chatting with my good friend and boss babe in her own right, Tiffany McCall, who's going to share with us her journey thus far on and off the water. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You're good. Are you just waking up? <laughs> no, I just started laundry, so I'm sitting in the laundry mat. Oh. In I, my pickup. I thought you had laundry in the camper. We did in our last one, and then this one, the where the laundry, the washer and dryer is, it's in our closet, in Brandon's closet at that. <laughs> so we decided we'd see how the like laundry mat life was, and go from there because so we can put it in but I was like it's really not that big of a deal because the one that we had last year took forever yeah well so so it was nice because you could just put it in when they blast off and then by the time they weigh in it's done but it literally could take six hours to be complete so I'm like I can just do it all at once right here right now it's like a whole day affair with the old washer and dryer (laughs) It, it is because it was like it would wash and then it would go straight to dry. So like the machine would have to get all the water out oh. and yeah. So it was nice because I could leave it like unattended, go do everything I needed to do. And then when I was back from weigh-ins and the guys were doing tackle, I would just fold the laundry and put it away. Mm-hmm. So it worked great in that aspect. But if you had a few loads, but it, yeah, no, you, it's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the ups and the downs of the bass tour, right? I mean, right, eh. right. Sometimes, you gotta pick your battle. Yeah, and sometimes laundromat is just the way to go. Although I, you probably know more about this than I do. Some hotels that the guys have stayed at have laundromats. 
some of yeah. them don't. But I have not seen a, like, legit laundromat in years. Like, I think they have one here downtown, but I don't really think it's a laundromat, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> like, well, I have, I have noticed that not a lot of people, because most everyone has them in their house now, mm-hmm. so, like, you get an interesting crowd at some of them, unless, like, people are just doing, like, big blankets or something, but sometimes you have to be careful, because... Sometimes I can put you in a sketchy part of town. Um, so. Yeah, that's kind of that's how uh, that's kind of how it feels here. <laughs> like, but a lot of a lot of the times we'll have it in our campground, and so I was oh. like, it's really not that bad if it's in our campground. Yeah. Like last week we did, uh, I did a load when we first got to Lake Fort, and I did a load like halfway through. But when you're sweating, as soon as you walk out the door, your clothes are not very pleasant. <laughs> Oh. oh, you know, yeah. So you have to wash. You can't like rewear them. There's no rewearing when you're at Lake Fork. No, not when it's that hot. Not when it's no. that hot. It's been hot everywhere. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure here is was not as bad as it was there, but it's been like 100, 102 every day, 90 percent humidity. It's like you either have to be at somewhere that has water or inside because it's it's just. I tried to go just for a walk yesterday, and I felt like I was going to throw up from how hot it was. I'm like, this yeah, that's is how fork was. Oh, that's and I would, I would go out on the water with him, and at first I didn't know that I could fish because, like, the rules I feel like kind of change. And mm-hmm. So I didn't touch a pole, but I knew I could be on the boat and watch him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll just bring a book and lay out and like help him film and like a bunch of stuff and I got like five minutes into reading my book and I'm like it's too hot for this <laughs> so like I in. essentially yeah I just swam like the whole time and filmed him from the water <laughs> well, I was like, oh. yeah I was like work. at least I'm cold yeah. I know but tre- treading water with one hand and filming was not easy you got your workout in yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay, well, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Tiff. Tell me oh. about about you. You can start wherever you'd like to start. You can start, like, where you grew up, when you went to school, when you met Brandon, the whole thing, as much oh, as you wow. want to share. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. I grew up in a small town in Idaho, which is... Um, when I say small town, it's not like a thousand people. We didn't even make the thousand people mark. We're, I I think we're eight or 900 maybe. Um, and our school was seventh through 12th and it was 125 people in the whole school. What? So our class sizes are really small. So you knew everyone. Um, but yeah, I grew up on 40 acres with two older brothers. So I, didn't have like a girly girl type life it was more like tomboyish mm-hmm. um and I guess I I guess they kind of made me tough in a way yeah. um although now I feel like I don't have to be tough all the time so I like milk being a little the girl <laughs> um but but yeah so when I went I graduated from it's Troy Idaho is where I grew up And it's just, it's like 15 
miles or 11 miles east of Moscow, where the University of Idaho is. Okay. And so I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, um, elementary teacher, when I graduated high school. So I went to the U of I, and state tuition was really awesome. So, <laughs> so it made it super easy to, to decide, and they had a good education program. So I went there, and then um, I kind of felt like I never moved on from high school because all of my high school friends were there. And so I ended up transferring as a, nas- or a, a national exchange student. Yeah, so I, I stayed in the nation, obviously. I went to Utah, um, the University of Utah. And then I ended up not wanting to go back to Moscow because I liked the freedom and being independent and like trying, you know, like being away from the family, but close enough that I could still be, you know, like make memories with mm-hmm. them. And, um, cause obviously I missed them, but when I was in Utah, it was an 11 hour drive or an hour flight home. So it wasn't like right. a huge distance. It was super easy to get home. Had your own space. So I knew- What's that? You had your own space, but you still were able to like stay connected. Yeah, and I felt like I was able to kind of find, figure out who I wanted to be or who I was through it all. Like, it wasn't easy. I mean, I slept on an air mattress that my cat poked a hole in, so most of the time I woke (laughs) up on the floor. (laughs) But at the same time, it made me get out of my comfort zone because my whole life, I knew that my friends were the same from second grade through high school, through college. So, like, I wasn't when I stayed in Idaho, I wasn't developing. I didn't feel like I was developing as a person. I was staying stuck in my ways from the way I grew up, which I'm not saying I was a bad person, but I wanted more. Right. So then I went, I decided to go to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where I actually ended up moving in with a high school friend, but she had like already established herself there, had more, you know, like had new friends. And so I was able to move in for super cheap. It was like $200 a month for Dang. rent. So that, that's where it sold me. Yeah. And then I could, I could complete my, um, I could complete my college education up there through like an outreach program. Okay. And it was awesome because I could, we did a lot, like, because it was away from the actual campus, we did a lot more hands-on with the actual elementary students than we would have if we would have stayed. Because in Moscow, there was just a huge population of elementary ed teacher, you know, like going into the program. Okay. So up in Coeur d'Alene, since it was an outreach program, there was only like 15 to 20 of us. That's so good. we were able to go... Yeah, and we were able to go in, and the the cities are bigger because we're next to Spokane, Washington, and and then we have Coeur d'Alene, and there's like a ton of elementary schools. So the opportunity I felt was better, yeah, because we could get in to those places. So that's where my story kind of turned because (laughs) clearly I'm not an elementary teacher anymore, Um, but I did graduate with that education, and then. I went on to, um, I was a long-term sub for a full year in three different classrooms, and then I met Brandon. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Um, the, the jobs were really hard to come by as an elementary teacher, and so 
before, actually before I met him, I became a bank teller because I just, in the summer, I just needed a job fresh out of college. You know, you got to pay the bills. A bank teller? (laughs) Yeah, I worked at a bank. Did you like it? I actually did. I loved it. It was, um, it was awesome because I met like a new group of people and like a different group of people. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just like the college people that I had met prior or the elementary people that I had met, but it was kind of, it was like a networking into a new group of people. And it's funny because like some of the people that I met through the bank knew Brandon and I hadn't even known him yet. So (laughs) once I met him and they found out we started dating, they were like, wait, so it was awesome because my my boss let me watch the bass playing <laughs> as long as we didn't have customers. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was great. Or at least he let me at least watch the leaderboard if yeah. I couldn't bring him away. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So it worked out. Um, but so Brandon and I met, he likes to tell it as we met on a dock on Hayden Lake which is kind of true, but I wasn't just some, like, sunbathing girl on the dock that saw a boat that jumped on it. That's how I make it. So that's how it makes me feel when he tells that story that way. Um, I was meeting him at the dock, but our mutual friend invited me to go fishing, and it just happened to be Brandon's boat that we used. So okay. um, I didn't – this is going to be, like, an unpopular opinion. <laughs> uh but I didn't love fishing when I met Brandon. Okay. And it and it wasn't it wasn't the fishing I didn't love. It was the lack of patience that I had for it. Sure. Because when I was a kid, you'll see my mom will like randomly post pictures of me, and I'm like carrying around a tackle box, or we're trolling for a blueback or kokanee in Idaho, and. Like, we were on the lake, and I still, to this day, I love it. So, like, I had to stop saying that I hated fishing my entire life because it's not true. Like, we always, we grew up with fishing being, like, the thing that we did every single weekend and camping and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we never, like, and they would bass fish, but I didn't know what they, you know, or we'd catch a bass while we were trolling. Like, they didn't know what, like, they were just, like, throwing a lure, you know, different yeah. out there other than trolling, and they, they might catch a bass every once in a while, but... I didn't know that bass fishing, you actually were actively, like, casting and reeling it in. (laughs) So, when I got invited to go fishing, I was like, boat, yeah, boat sounds fun. Like, summer, it's hot. It's beautiful up here. Like, yeah. So, I was like, but I'm busy after work, so I probably can't go because I really didn't want to go fishing. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they're like, no, 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 just come whenever you're, you're done being busy. And so I ended up going to work out for the first time all summer because I needed to be busy. <laughs> and, and I showed up in my workout clothes and yeah, that, and I, I showed up so late that they were hungry. So we ended up not going fishing, but we went to dinner on the lake and it was awesome. Perfect. Yes. That's my kind of yeah. fishing right there. <laughs> I know. I was like, I scored. And then he actually taught me how to bass fish on like, like after that we would mm-hmm. go out. And I actually did really like it because he would tell me where to cast and I would catch it. Yeah. 
See, that's what I need. I've never caught a bass before. People are like, what? And I'm like, no. I mean, I grew up fishing as a kid, but like you, like we didn't, they would catch one. Yeah. But they weren't out like targeting for them. It was just like something, you know, that happened in passing, so to speak. So. Right. Right. And it was no big deal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. We ate them because we didn't know any different. Yeah. And my mom loves them. It's her favorite fish. I'm trying to wean her. She actually won't eat the big ones because she knows how we feel about it. <laughs> and I think they eat less of them now. But I'm still trying to get her on the walleye game. Okay. All right. All right. It's my favorite fish to eat. Mm-hmm. And I'm a well, freshwater fish. And I'm like, hey, mom, you should really go for walleye. But I think where they fish, the walleye don't live. So. Oh, oh, bummer. We'll see. We'll see. Just keep catching the salmon. That's right. That's healthier for you anyways, right? (laughs) Right. Oh, jeez. So now you bass Um, fish. Well, you met Brandon. uh, Yeah, I met met Brandon. And then, but the bummer part about when you meet a fisherman and he can tell you where to cast and you catch him, you think that that's like the thing he can always do, but it's not true. Like he kind of made me learn for myself a little bit. Like he taught me, but then he doesn't always tell me where to cast and I don't always catch him. you know? (laughs) That'll happen. That'll happen. There's the the wah-wah-wah version of my story. (laughs) But I was telling him that the other day. I was like, um, you remember in October of 2011, you would tell me where to cast and I would catch him every cast. And he's like, Yeah but it's not always like that. So I was like, (laughs) why? But it should Um, be, you're the pro. You should know how to do this. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's what makes me mad, though, is he'll tell me where to cast, and I won't catch it, so he'll get excited, and he'll wait a few turns, like give me a few turns, still won't catch it, and he'll cast out there and catch it. I'm like, no. no. Like, what am I doing? Rude. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd rather him catch it than not at all. (laughs) I mean, that's true. That's yeah. true. So you met uh, 2000, what'd you say, 2011? Yes. Yeah, we started dating in August of 2011. Okay. And yeah. then what happened? Um, so, then, <laughs> so then, so then we, um, so in 2011, he was on the Bassmaster Elite Series of his first year. Mm-hmm. I When I met him, I didn't know this is how, like, small it was in Idaho at the time. I feel like it's grown a lot now. But in 2011, I didn't know that pro bass fishing was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you don't, you see, like, now you see a lot more bass boats in Idaho. But back then, he could name every bass boat that drove by and knew who it was. Oh, my. Yeah, that's how, and and I mean, he had been doing it since he was eight, so he knew people just from, and it was like the same people, but it's grown up a lot since then, and and now he he doesn't know everyone, obviously, because we're gone a lot, too, but, um, so, where was I? (laughs) Already lost my train of thought. 2011. Oh, 2011. (laughs) It's a long time ago. It Um, seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, almost nine years. So, yeah. So, but, oh, the Elite Series ended, like, in July that year. So, he got, like, a solid six months at home, which was another deceiving thing. (laughs) (laughs) But, because it hasn't been like that since, and we talk about it all the time, like, we we would love for it to go back like that, because we actually got to enjoy, like, the summer, fall, and winter at home, and now we get 
maybe the fall and the winter yep. at home. Yep. Um, but he left in January to start the new season. And I was kind of at that point where, okay, the bank teller was fun and awesome, but it, it was the slow season for us. Okay. And so I was ready. Like I needed something fast paced more. And I had always said out of high school that, and I don't know why it's just like one of those weird things. Um, I always said that I either wanted to live in Mexico or Alaska for three months at least. And the two very opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) But the two extremes is because I had houses and like I had a bit like lodging in both areas. Okay. And and I loved both areas. So my grandpa has a house in Mexico that I could live at essentially. I mean I don't know if they would approve of it because they wouldn't want me to do that, I don't think. Sure. <laughs> but but I have that availability. And then in Alaska, we have family friends that own a restaurant okay. that I would be able to go and work for them and live with them. So actually, I chose Alaska at that point of my life because I was like, he's gone all the time and I might as well be doing something for me. Yeah. So... I went to Alaska after the 2012 classic and it was sounded like a really good plan. And I did love it up there, but then I realized very fast that he was usually on Eastern time and I was on Alaska time, which was a four hour difference. So we, he would call me when he was headed to the ramp and I was headed to bed Oh my goodness. Because wow. he was because I would get home from work at like midnight, one o'clock, and he would be up getting ready to go to the ramp in the morning. It so, doesn't seem like it's that big of a time difference, but when you put it in that way, it's like almost like your day is ending, his day's beginning, and like it just seems like they're two separate days, even though they're not, right? But Right. No, I'm just going to bed super late. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just going to bed super late, and he was waking up. And it was hard because if I fell asleep, then I wouldn't get to talk to him until the next day. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we we did pretty good about trying to talk for at least 15 minutes. Um, If it was super early, because sometimes in the north they start earlier. Mm -hmm. He would call and do, like, call during, like, their idling period before they blasted off. Mm -hmm. But... He could only do that if he had a late boat number, too. Uh, But anyway, um, so we saw each other every two and a half months. We saw each other for one to two weeks during that time. I was up there for six months. And so I had a blast. It was amazing. I just really worked a lot and tried to explore when I was off, but I didn't know anyone. And it's really not safe to go hiking by yourself too far (laughs) because there's bears. Everyone, like... (laughs) <laughs> Almost fell over dead when I told him I didn't hike with bear spray. And I was like, sorry, we didn't have that in Idaho. Like, we do, but we don't. It's not a problem. Uh, Very rare. You sound so, like me. Everybody's like, tell me when you're going hiking. I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm not even taking a water bottle. Like, I just have my phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I always, took, I always take water. I feel like I really get. I just. And I've gotten smarter since then, but 
I didn't, I, you don't think of it when you don't no. grow up around that environment. Absolutely. I didn't either. And then people were like, well, you need to take water and you need to take this. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I grew up in Michigan. Like, we, <laughs> what is, You're like, what oh, is it's that? Fine. Yeah. It's yeah. flat land, hike. A hiking trail there is a flat road, probably dirt, but you're not going to see bears. You might see a snake. Whoa. Like, they're not poisonous. Down here, uh uh-uh. uh. You better be packing all of your gear. <laughs> you're kind of like a machete just in case yeah. you see a snake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, take your bear spray. That's, that's how I, yeah, that's how I felt. Um, but, so yeah, I lived up there. And then when I came back, I had obviously saved a lot of money because. I had, like, no expenses except getting to and from Alaska. Perfect. Um, and so I just took off from – I got home October 1st, and Brandon was still traveling, so we traveled until Thanksgiving, I think, that year. We ate Thanksgiving at Wendy's in Montana and slept in the back of the truck, and it was, like, negative 10 degrees. Never forget that Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but – um. But yeah, and then the next year we had kind of planned to travel together. And then he was just very, he just wasn't sure. Like he didn't want it to affect his picking, which I totally understand because that's your career. Mm-hmm. So we were super careful about um, not rushing the travel thing. And then by the end of 2013, I started traveling with him in August. At the la- Well, we tried it out at the last event. So I flew in for like, not even practice I just came in for the last tournament so basically for the first two 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 years I came to the classic and one other event okay and when I lived in Alaska I surprised him at uh in Syracuse which doesn't really make very much sense because it's across the country (laughs) (laughs) but it was like last minute he didn't have any closer coming up and it was um, I used like all my air miles, but it did take like 24 hours no. to get there oh my and 24 gosh. hours to get back. Yeah. Just because of like all the layovers and mm-hmm. like landing here and landing there. But, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, so I made it to two events every year until I started traveling with them full time in 2013. And so we kind of just traveled from, uh, St. Clair actually was our last, his last tournament that year. And we traveled. I think to November again, but it was kind of like pre-fishing for the classic and, you know, like doing things that he would normally do, but no tournament. So it wouldn't be a distraction. Okay. And then we decided that I was going to drive him crazy if I didn't have something to do for myself. So that's where I started selling Rodan and Field skincare because, because around Thanksgiving we were driving to my parents' house and he's like, I can't take it. You need something to do. Cause he wasn't at that point. He didn't give me a lot of responsibilities from his side of the business. Sure. He like was still, you know, still, it was still his baby and he still wasn't sure like what to hand over, how to do it. Um, because obviously he's super passionate about every aspect of his business. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's like, Oh, I'm going to go fishing with a buddy. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? <laughs> what do I do during this time? I have so much time. Yes. You can only work out for so long and you can only eat for so long. What's next? 
Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you could go do this, but everything costs money. And when you aren't making money, because at that point, I was just traveling with him, and I was trying to conserve as much money as I could. Right. And, like, living off of savings, basically. And so I just, like, I started taking over his bookkeeping, which I had kind of been doing all along since we started dating. Mm -hmm. But it was... You know, I was able to organize his receipts way better being on the road because when he got home before, you'd find him, like, under his seats and you just all over. Um, but I was – so I started doing more of the bookkeeping. And, like, every year I feel like he puts something else on me. And he has – I think he has really high hopes for me sometimes. Um, he thinks – because he's so creative, he thinks that everyone's that creative. <laughs> and it's just like creativity is like where I struggle. So we're still working on that. But that's kind of just like a dude thing, though. Like they think, I mean, just the guys that I work with, they think that the skills that they truly excel at, I need to excel at also. And it's like, no, that's where we make up for each other's differences. Like the things that you're really good at. I'm not so good at. So that's where it becomes a team effort. You take that on. I'll take on the things that I'm good at. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is every, everyone supposed to be good at photography, videography, and fishing? Because I'm not. No. No, you're not. I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying, no, you're not good at it. But, no, you're not. You don't have to be. You don't have to have those skills. Like, you're good at a lot of things. And so when it comes to like the team effort of things, that's where I, I give up. I give you mad props for even trying. Cause I want it. I'd be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I already know yeah, I'm not well, good at that. I'm not even going to try. I, I mean, I know that how much it helps. So like, sure. I've always told him like, I'm here to be helpful. And if, if there's ever a time where you're like, we're just wasting our money. Like, send me home and I'll go make money somewhere else. Because I feel like I never want to be in a place where he feels like I have to be out here. But we both know, like, since we've been doing it since 2013, we both know that it benefits both of us for me to be here. Because I do help in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not always in the spotlight. But I kind of grew up not in the spotlight. And I kind of like it that way. Like, I don't need to be pushed in the front runner I don't need to be an influencer for every brand like no I love that he's that person but I don't need to be that person right so so being behind the scenes for me is kind of my happy place and it's it's kind of scary because I like this whole quarantine thing like I think I could be really good at it because I don't feel like I have to be social to be happy. Okay. All right. Like, I definitely think I'm an ambivert. I can be very social sometimes, but I can also be a hermit, and I'm still happy both ways. Okay. So, um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I just You love quarantine I, life. <laughs> well... Kind of. I wouldn't go. I yeah. I think I would if it's just hard because we're in a different state every week with different regulations. So it doesn't you like you just don't know or different restrictions. I guess mm-hmm. so you don't really know. Um, but I actually we got to be home during the quarantine, so it really wasn't bad. 
because we're so kind of isolated anyways. And then when I went into town, I would forget and I'd be like, oh, you see a mask or, you know, something. And it kind of triggers Sorry. it. But Sorry, people. I live in <laughs> I live in my own world out there. <laughs> I know. Well, because we hadn't been home in so long. So we had projects and we had the stuff for our projects already. So it was like we didn't really need to leave. And we had food in our camper that we just brought in our house. So. <laughs> and I saw you started a garden. So, I mean, there you go. Self-sufficient all the way. Look at you. Could Brandon yeah. grow a garden? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that I can grow a lot of basil. Oh, so okay. If anyone needs basil? I think you can freeze it. I know that sounds really silly to say, but I will investigate that for you because I'm pretty sure basil and maybe one other herb is like you can dry it and save it or you can freeze it. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And it's still like, you know, has the flavor and the whole thing. So you've got an abundance of it and you don't know what to do with uh, it. Yeah. So what happens is I was super nervous that my original plant was going to, you know, like dry up, which it hasn't. It's still doing very, very good. Awesome. Um, so I take stems off of it and re, I forget what it's called, but you basically re-root them. Yep. So they grow their own roots and then you put them in a pot and then it's its own plant. So now I have three. <laughs> you can give those to people. You can be like, here, I know. happy birthday. Yeah, <laughs> we're on the road and we're, we're social distancing. We're not supposed to be seeing people. I like show up at the grocery store. Anyone want some fresh basil? Anybody? It's $5. <laughs> Free. <laughs> Take it. Free no, I did, I did start a garden because we thought there was some different options of our schedule depending on how far things went along with the COVID thing. So mm -hmm. we either... We're going to start at follow like we did, or there was a lot of optimistic feelings towards starting in late, the last week, the last week of July. So actually we would be starting next week at Waddington mm -hmm. and Brandon and I kind of hoped for that because we've been on the road since Eufaula and uh, we've had, well, we had, we fished an open, so we've had two tournaments and then like three weeks off because Cayuga got canceled. Right. And so we were hoping that they would just start the season this next week and then, you know, do the whole, um, do all the tournaments after that, because then we would have got to be home. Our garden would be very beautiful yeah. at home, but turns out when you grow a garden on the road, you have acclimating period. So every week oh. we move. They still have to acclimate. So, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do tomatoes again. I love the tomato plants that we have, but I get, like, four red ones every week. Well, that's good. Which, which is fine, but it, they're, like, big, and they're hard. it's hard to transport. And it just it, People think I'm funny when I unload my tomato plants when I show up. <laughs> oh. I think it's great. I think it's great. I wish I had a garden and I planted garlic. First I planted lemon seeds. I was like, I'm gonna get a lemon tree. Well, come yeah. to find out if you actually plant a lemon seed, they don't actually they, they will never turn into a tree. They just they're just like floor like they just flower up. So I've got a whole little container <laughs> of all these oh, lemon no. seeds I planted that are just like 
like leaves. They smell delicious, but that's it. Well, that's, how do you how do you grow a lemon tree? I don't know. I'm really I don't I really need to investigate it because I'm like I'm pretty sure I missed a step here or something. I tried to go and grow an avocado and then it grow it grew mold and. Then I cleaned it up and it was fine. And then it died because I was gone for a week. And I was like, whatever, fine. I'm over that. But I planted <laughs> garlic and those suckers are out of control. Like, I probably need to harvest them. It says it only takes two to three months. It's been like five months. And I'm like, I'm nervous. I don't want to pull them out because I feel like I'm going to pull out like an infant child's head. <laughs> they're, so, they're so large it's scary i'm like what did i do <laughs> oh gosh they're gonna be huge i'm nervous but it'll be good it's like your basil they're kind of it's it's rewarding gardening is rewarding but it is and it's like your baby it's like you don't want to i don't know you don't want it to get hurt and you don't we, you water we it. have eaten quite a bit of basil like we did capri salads which was really good um delicious. Mm-hmm. and i had never made it before but we have so much basil and then this week i think i'm gonna do like our ho- homemade basil pesto so Ooh, uh, that would be good we'll see how that turns out i like um ba- like basil or mint and you take a watermelon and you put it you cut up your watermelon and you kind of make it like a drink like a slushy drink Ooh. Watermelon and basil is what I used to do, or mint. Sometimes you throw some vodka in there. That tastes <laughs> good too. Almost <laughs> always. But when I was like really into like working out and health and fitness and stuff, that's I would like go for a run and then I would come home and cut up a watermelon with some basil or mint and then I would drink it. I'm like, this is so refreshing and healthy. Oh um, yeah, that sounds delicious. I would have never thought of that. It's good. Try that one out. Put that one on your list. I know. I need to. You should. Okay. Because I like the flavored waters and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. You're, you do a good job with that. I str- I, I like, ugh, I struggle. I probably should do that. I'm like, water is so bland. <laughs> I know. So I, when I met Brandon, I didn't like water at all. Like, had a hard time drinking it. But since we started dating, I slowly stopped drinking soda and I just do water and lemon all the time and then now I don't even need lemon necessarily I mean I prefer it but I don't always have it Mm -hmm. because I know it's not good for your teeth to always have lemon but um, but yeah I don't drink any like pop or soda or whatever people call it um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know you're in northern country this time so we're gonna go with pop yeah that's what we call it home too um, but we don't use, so I, like, we hardly ever drink pop, but I drink water like crazy now, but I started infusing it last year a lot with different fruits and mint and herbs and whatever, and it's yummy. I like, I like seeing when you do stuff like that. I'm like, it gives me some motivation. I, I just, like, I literally have three liter water bottles, and I discovered, I learned that I have to drink three liters of water for my body weight and activity level, and so I just drink one, and then I drink the other one, and then I drink the other one, and I'm like, okay, now you can have wine or booze or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I drink those three, I feel like I did. So I accomplished something today, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want water. Like it's meh. Yeah, mm. I know. I gave up Great. pop a long time ago, but it's still like, 
to me, I need the carbonization. So I love like sparkling water. That is, that's my jam. <laughs> See, I, I, now that I gave up pop, I don't love carbonation anymore. No? So anything with carbonation, it like, no. Oh. I mean, sometimes I'll have like maybe once a year, I'll have like a Dr. Pepper or a root beer once a year, maybe twice. All right. But, but no, I have it. And then I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't really need that. Yeah. I forget where I was, and I was like, I I need, like, a Coke. Like, I just, I don't know why. I was like, I need it. I probably was hungover, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I and I went, and I got one, and I took, like, two sips of it, and I'm like, why did I do that? Like, that was dumb. I didn't really like that. It didn't feel good. Yeah. It didn't do what I wanted it to do. I needed a sparkly No, I used, I used to love Coke. I probably drank an unhealthy amount of Coke in oh, college. Oh, me too. But. Me too. I I will fully admit that my Coke addiction was probably the reason I weighed so much in college. And that sounds horrible because I think people probably take Coke as a, as a drug, but not. It's not. Oh. It's the drink. Coke. Yeah. People. No, it's the drink. <laughs> drink. I think with the drug, you go the opposite way. I don't think you gain weight when you do the drug. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never experimented. No, me neither. Just... I'm not going to risk it, but I don't. <laughs> just to clarify, anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Okay, so you started on the road full-time with Brandon, started Rodan and Fields Consulting, and I know for a fact that I've watched you blow things out of the water with Rodan and Fields and you love it and you're accomplishing so many amazing things what um what does the what does the future kind of look like for you or what do you what are you thinking I know that's probably really hard to say because of everything happening right now but yeah it's hard I actually was surprised because during even the COVID pandemic it was you just you got a lot I feel like I got more business during that time because more people were home they had the time to take to like sit down and look at things and ask the questions and order and I'm like in my mind I guess my mind is kind of different but my mind is like I haven't been online shopping at all so I was kind of nervous about it but a lot of other people are spending money and I'm like this is crazy because for me, I want to make sure I have money coming in before I have money go out. Yeah. But I guess, I guess a lot of people do get unemployment and I've heard that it's a lot better than what well, a lot of, in a lot of cases, a lot of people are getting paid more than they would normally. So maybe they're excited. I don't know, but I was just shocked at how much spending people were doing. But then again, I'm not complaining. <laughs> like I'm Business glad they're boomed. choosing. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they're choosing good products and not just like blowing it on nothing. Right. Um, Coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So buy skincare. So no, I don't. For the future, I don't know. It's hard. Um, a lot of what we do on the road consists of um, flexibility. And so it's, it's a good business to be in because I get to be flexible, but at the same time, it's super hard because with flexible consistency is so challenging. 
Sure. So I like even in this past month, we should have been at a tournament this week and I can kind of have more of a routine during tournament week Mm -hmm. because when we have off weeks, I have, I don't know. I I cherish my time with Brandon because we don't get a lot of a time together without a cameraman in our camper or, you know, like crazy stuff like that. But I also know that I'm there to like, I travel with him to help him with his business. So I try to like, let him have a lot of time and then us time and then me time and then our, my Rodan and field time. And so it's hard because when you're being so flexible, you're like, oh, I can do that tomorrow because guess what? Tomorrow's flexible, but you can't do that because then you just keep forgetting yeah. to do these things that you should be doing every day. Right. So it's it's challenging, but it's still very rewarding, if that makes any sense. For sure. I mean, you've when you do something like that, I mean, you're essentially running your own business, and you're running Brandon's business, a majority of his stuff at this point, right? And then now you have to do your own thing and you, like, like you said, you have to be flexible, but it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, I can do that tomorrow. But you want yeah. to, if, I mean, if Brandon's not fishing or, or doing anything, then of course you want to spend time with him. You don't want to have to be like, well, I can't hang out with you because I have to work. But we all know from what you do with Brandon and obviously running your Rodan and Fields successful ship you got to have a little bit of consistency there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's hard. hard because, because Brandon is always, I feel like he's always working and always doing something. So when he does take a break, I want to be available. I want right. to take the opportunity and like be available and be able to enjoy the moment and not think of like what bills need to be paid and so when he's fishing, I try to get as much work done as I can and mm-hmm. maybe do more than I would normally do. But I know that in the upcoming week or the next few days, I might get a chance to spend more time with him. So I don't know. If you were a fly on the wall in our camper, you would see that I get a lot more done when he is fishing than when he's in the camper. Because when he's in the camper, I kind of do things knowing that I'm doing them like quick, precise, time efficient so that when he's ready to go fishing, I can go fishing. Right. Because, and I try to, I've tried to explain this to him. I'm like, if I, if we're, if you're going somewhere, let me know, like give me an hour in advance. And he's like, well, I don't always have an hour. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to start something because as soon as I start something, it never fails. He's like, want to (laughs) go? And I'm like, wait, what? You were just working. You were just in the middle of something. But he can rat. He's done it so long. And he's very good at, like, being very present, but also getting a lot of stuff done and multitasking. So I don't know. I didn't know guys were good at that kind of thing. But he seems very rare guy characteristic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, wait, how are you doing three things at once? Like, he'll be fishing on the boat, like, just for fun and answering five different emails and calling someone about something. And I'm like, oh, no, wow. I don't know any guy that can do that. I mean, I'm trying to think right now uh, if I just know one 
guy and I come up empty handed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I honestly, it kind of makes me feel lazy sometimes and I have to get out of my own head in that aspect because when you see someone work like that, you're like, there must be something wrong with my brain. <laughs> no. Because I'm a multitasker, but then I'm like, what is he doing? Like, how is he functioning like this? He's a robot. He's a robot. I guess. He probably should get a gold star for being able to multitask as a man. Like, not to sound sexist, but they just can't do it. Like, I could, all of the guys that I work with, if they're on their phone, I might as well just walk into the other room because we could be talking about something super duper important. And I'll be oh, like, oh, yeah, no, no, do no. this, this, he this, this, and this. Ca- oh, he falls into that category. They'll be like, what? But, What'd you say? But if it's fishing related. <laughs> no, they can't even do that. Like, I'll be like, where's your jersey? Or what about this? Or like, hey, we need to answer this email. Or you need to do this, this, and this. And like, okay, one thing at a time. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't manage that. I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy. Okay, here's your list. <laughs> Tackle it. Like, get it done. And then they start at number three and go to number seven and come back to number one. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, done. <laughs> I'm a list person and he is not and he laughs at me, but I'm like, hey, at least I know it got done. Without a list, it won't get done. I'm totally a list person. Like I made a list before I called you and I literally put work out on there and crossed it off because I already did that. Yeah. Hey, I do the same thing because it makes you feel good. Like, okay, if you just make a thing, a list, like halfway through the day, make a list of all the things you still need to do, then you feel like you did nothing that day. Right. You got to cross off the stuff you did, like make breakfast. Yeah. Take a shower. Cross it off. Yep. Shower's <laughs> on my list. Lunch is on my list. <laughs> it's the Less little off. things you feel a little bit accomplished. You can get further. Maybe people like us that are list makers and attention to detail and just can multitask, but on maybe not a Brandon Polinick level. <laughs> I don't know. Some days, some days I wonder, I'm like, how are you fishing, catching a fish and designing a bait in an email? Like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, maybe there's something to that since he's on the boat and do, I mean, he's more focused. Maybe. I don't know. I like, yeah, I'm totally a list maker and I'm a totally a planner. I have to like map everything out. Not, I mean, nine times out of ten, I need to know what's going to happen every minute of every day. <laughs> right. I can fly by the seat of my pants sometimes, and I can roll with it a majority of the times. But when I'm on my own, if I'm doing my own, like, business stuff or just – I mean, even on Saturdays and Sundays, it sounds so silly, but I'll be like, okay, wake up, make breakfast, do laundry, do this, do that. Like, I just map it out so I can find out where my free time is. Yeah, to enjoy it makes the it so much nicer. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad to say, but that's, that's what I do. Maybe people like us, we know what we're doing. Don't give us a hard time, okay? I mean, you're stinking, yes. you're successful with Rodan and Fields. Nobody can deny that. You're crushing your goals every time I turn around. And you help Brandon with everything that he's doing. I... Put me on a wall when I say this, but I promise he probably wouldn't be as far without you because even though he's a multitasker and super successful at what you do, having a second set of hands is very important, especially in this business, right? I mean, 
right. the stuff that you do behind the scenes, like you said, you're happy there and it's great, but it takes it off his plate to be able to focus on what he needs to do and multitasking, right. fishing, and, and making a bait. And that's why he, that's what, like, was the deciding factor when he couldn't go ship something out that he needed or he couldn't go get a package from the post office mm-hmm. or he needed needed laundry done because he hadn't had laundry done in three weeks. Like, even if you're just doing those things, it helps the guys so much because they can focus on fishing rather than what they're eating for dinner and lunch and breakfast and mm-hmm. how they're going to, you know, because you have you should be getting good nutrients to fuel your body if you're fishing out in the sun that much. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't wonder how, (laughs) I would be curious how many of these guys, what their physical looks like every year. Even if if they don't get one, they should because, oh, I mean. Well, I know that Brandon lived off of like Pop Ramen and, well, he, Ramen Burritos, I guess is what he calls them. Um, And then, you know, like PB and J and stuff before I started traveling. Cause it's just what made sense and it was mm-hmm. cheap and you know, Easy. you have to do what you have to do, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's nice knowing that he's actually eating nutrients yeah, rather than wonder bread and peanut butter and jelly. Then they don't get hangry. <laughs> yeah. I think I get hangry more than he does. So oh, I'm absolutely do. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I get hangry all the time, all the time. Well, I hate to keep you any longer. I know you're doing laundry, and I appreciate your time. I do have one question before I let you go. Um, If you could give one piece of advice to anybody who is looking to maybe be a teacher or go to college or start a successful Rodan and Fields business – what piece of advice would you give them? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to do something that you're passionate about and not for the money. Because I feel like I've seen so many people chase after money and then be miserable. But if mm-hmm. you can do something that you love that provides money, even like with teaching, that was my whole thing. Like we all know teachers don't get paid enough. Right. But it wasn't about the money for me. It was about teaching our future um, and trying to better the children. But, um, yeah, I think, and even with Rodan and Field, like, it for me, it's not how much I sell or how much I make. I mean, yeah, it's fun when you're at the top of the leaderboard and our, like, little teams that we have and you're killing your sales. Like, yeah, you're proud of that because you know how hard you worked to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the money. It's about you're helping all your friends and family get skincare that they're going to be confident and beautiful and and not, you know, because if you don't if you're if you don't love how you look, you're self conscious. A hundred percent of the time, you'll be self conscious. And so, if if I can help create people believing that they're beautiful the way they are, just because they're taking care of their face, then that is more meaningful than a paycheck me that's so sweet I love that and it sounds super cliche especially when you say it about skincare because it's what I do and what I love yeah but like I didn't grow up and into beauty supplies or anything like that for me I just needed something for me I liked the product and 
I love helping people because I know how I feel when I don't feel beautiful. And I mean, we've all been there, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess my, that would be my best piece of advice. Just do what you love. And if you're not passionate about it, find something you are. Sometimes it takes time. I'm passionate about cookies and ice cream. What's that? (laughs) I'm passionate about cookies and ice cream. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh i'm with you cookie, cookie sandwich ice cream sandwiches oh, are really good too yes now you're talking yeah that's where it's at i love that though because i think there is something to be said about people like yourself who enjoy helping other people it doesn't i mean look at just listening to your story so far it's one of those things of it doesn't it didn't have to be in the form of being a teacher it didn't have to be you know even being a waitress or anything, now you're helping people look beautiful and feel confident and you're helping Brandon with his business. And so there's many aspects of helping people that I think people like yourself, sometimes they struggle with. And like you said, it might take you a minute to find out what that is, but sometimes it's just that simple, right? Yeah. And you, I feel like you also, if you are a person that loves to give and help, as much as you can because I feel like that's what I do but it also can be very draining Mm -hmm. so I think it's important also to make sure you take care of yourself because sometimes in the past I know that I've give everything I've got and I'm like done I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing anymore but then you just have to wake up and be like oh when's the last time you worked out when's the last time you ate healthy for yourself instead of just meal prepping for the three guys that you live with that's a good piece of advice too yeah and Mm -hmm. it's it's like so easy to forget about yourself when you're selfless and you're just trying to help people be better but it it really isn't that hard to like do one thing like go get a pedicure even if you don't feel like it's necessary do it like do something that makes you feel good yep 30 minutes an hour like it, it takes no time and like for me I love working out I don't love it before I do it, but after, after I do it, I love it. So that if I can get like a half hour to an hour in every day, I feel a hundred times better. And that's just some like self care that I love to do for myself. Mm-hmm. But I hear that. There's two pieces of advice. Yeah, but I like that. I like them both because I feel I feel like you and I are connected on that level. I'm. That's yeah, because you can't pour from an empty cup, but we always try. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially when you're, you know, you're a giver and you're just like, yeah. okay, take it. I, I don't need it. But you, but you really do. It's really, and I think that's more important to start teaching as young as we can. Like kids get oh, grumpy and they get, um, you know, they get obnoxious and they get upset. And so instead of like, oh, reprimanding them maybe they just need to go take five like you need five minutes for yourself go and do that there and that could be a form of self-care that is is taught along the way so at every level and everybody needs it even if you're not a giver you still need your your me time I think that's probably the most important thing is people get older and they are like yourself a giver you get kids Mm -hmm. you get a husband you do all these things and then Five years later, they're getting a divorce because she's exhausted. She can't do this anymore. Like, yeah, how many times do you hear that, that story? Yeah, it's honestly, I think it's a huge reason is because you, a lot of the times, a wife or a husband will, it could go either way in that right. aspect, but yep. 
they wear themselves out trying to do it all. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it, guys. Uh, not. No. Take no. five minutes. Like you said, 30 minutes to an hour. It's really the smallest portion of your day. I have to drag myself off the couch in the morning to go work out, but I feel, like you said, I feel so much better after I do it, and it really mentally like recharges me to start my day and get moving and get things done because I took that time for myself to do something. Right. I procrastinated the other day until nine thirty at night and <laughs> I work out in the back room of our toy hauler mm-hmm. when no one else is with us. And Brandon's like, what are you doing? It's nine thirty, And I was like, well, I didn't do this today and I'm doing it now. I'm taking he's like, well, I'm time. going to bed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, you go to bed. And then the fridge broke. And so I'm like, oh, oh, no. I got my workout in. I got my workout in and he got his work done. <laughs> oh, geez. It's always something. But you got yeah. it in. So good. We got it in. Yeah. And I felt 100 times better just knowing that I got it in. Yep. But. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yep. Well, I appreciate your time. I won't keep you any longer. I know you got laundry going and. I hope it's nice up there. At least you can enjoy the day. Oh. Yeah, it's seventy-five degrees. Woohoo! And, sunny? and it's like a light wind. Nice. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's good to hear because I just want cool. this season to be over. <laughs> yeah, we get home on Thanksgiving, so it'll be a good no Wendy's. Home. Be home for a month. No Wendy's Thanksgiving this no. year. No, no, we'll be we'll be home for Thanksgiving this year. Good. Oh, geez. Let's just get it over so we can get to the next one. I know that sounds horrible, but I know. I'm I'm kind of not, I'm kind of enjoying this year as much as possible because we got to be home in the springtime and so that was nice. Yeah, absolutely. But but (sighs) it'll just be cold when we get home. Yes, bring your long, bring your warm coat. (laughs) Yeah. I know I had to pack four seasons. Oh, geez. Well, you never know what All you're right. going to get when you go up north. That's the thing, too. So you better yeah. pack four seasons anyways. Yeah, I usually do, but I packed a little bit more warmer since we're going to be in the fall. And I know in Texas in the fall it can get chilly. Yeah, so. especially at night. Yeah. Oh, geez. All right. All right. Well, Thank you so I'll much. I'll my laundry over. Yeah, yes. you're welcome. Enjoy. I hope it turned out good. I'm sure it was beautiful. Don't worry. Well, I won't. It's already over. I was worried before. <laughs> no worries. Confidence. Okay. You're confident. I know. It was actually fun. <laughs> it was But fun. I, sometimes I'm not a phone talker, so I was just hoping that I would be in the mood to be on the phone today. Well, you were in the mood, and now you have to go I do was. laundry. Now I can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk all day. You know that. Right. Just... I know you can. I know That's you. what makes it easy, though. It's easier to talk to someone that's a talker and not feel like awkward it's it's weird when someone's not a talker and you have to do yeah. like a phone call with them and you're like feeling stuck and you yeah. can yeah. you have to lead the conversation it's all good my yeah. best friend says I like to hear my own voice so meh, whatever yeah, that's all right I'll take I that think we all do sometimes. right <laughs> oh boy all right well go get your laundry done I do. I do appreciate it. I'll, I will be in yeah. touch, of course. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Say hi to Brandon for me. I will. All right. Stay safe. Okay. I'll Bye. talk to you soon. Bye. There you have it, friends. Tiffany McCall, world traveler, skincare guru, gardener, 
helpful hand, my fitness inspiration, and so much more. I cannot wait to see where the rest of this journey takes her. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Feedback is always welcomed and appreciated. Please do me a favor and like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. I cannot wait to share with you our next story. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop me a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.